Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Profession Messmakers. I am Brother Brooks. Today, we're going to take a look at the title, You Claim to See. And the, today's verse will come from John, the ninth chapter, the 39th through the 41st verse. And it reads, Jesus told them, I came to judge the people of this world. I came here to give sight to the blind and to make the blind everyone who can see. When the Pharisees heard Jesus say this, they asked, are we blind? Jesus answered, if you were blind, you would not be guilty. But now that you claim to see, you will keep on being guilty. There's a lot in that to unpack. And we'll just start by the fact that the John, the ninth chapter focuses on the blind man. You know, the man who was born blind and God put spittle on his eyes and gave him directions, gave him instructions to go down to the pool and to wash his eyes. When he went down to this pool and followed the instructions as Jesus gave him, he regained, he gained sight. I won't say regained because he had never had sight. He'd been born blind, but he gained sight. And uh, throughout the ninth chapter, that becomes a uh, topic of discussion. You know, is this the man who was born blind? How did he now see? How did he suddenly began to take in and notice uh, what was going on in the world and so forth. And so much to the point that people wanted to confirm his identity. You know, the same thing can be said with us as we deal with situations and so forth, as we try to handle things in our life, is the fact of, can we see Jesus? I mean, we claim to see, but can we see? You know, and can we see him in our life? You know, so, it, you know, it makes us wonder, do we believe in Jesus? Because we know the story. We, we we know why Jesus came to the world for our salvation and everything. And if we do claim to see him, do we truly understand? You know, um, I got to harken back to the story of David and Goliath. And yeah, it's a, it's a very famous tale or whatever. But one thing about David, when David heard, when David was down and he heard Goliath come out and he saw the giant and he heard the taunt of Goliath toward the people of Israel you know David sized him up and David looked at him and you know and in sizing him up you know David treated him like he treated a lion that was about to attack the flock or a bear that was about to attack the, attack the flock you know he realized yes he's big in stature yeah he's powerful and so forth but David also noticed something else David remembered who he was. David remembered that he was an Israelite. He remembered that he was of God. And as he looked at the Philistine, he realized this Philistine's uncircumcised. This Philistine does not fall under the covenant. This Philistine does not have the promises of God over him. Therefore, David used what he knew was familiar. 
Yeah, they tried to offer him Saul's equipment and everything that didn't work because that was not of him. But he remembered who he was and how he had, how he dealt with situations. And he picked up the smooth stones and he picked up his slingshot that were familiar to him. And he used those as he stepped into battle. And Goliath was not even able to get close before he was knocked out and killed by David. See, what David had was a shift of perspective. He sized up the situation. He saw the situation. But he didn't just see the situation from a physical aspect. He also saw it from a spiritual aspect. And, you know, Jesus used the man who was blind in a spiritual context because that man did not ask to be made, to gain sight just as David did not David was not asked to come down to the battle lines you know but he was David was there for a reason it's like the man who was blind was there for a reason and God used him to show the Pharisees and others Excuse me, Jesus used the man, the blind man, as like the Pharisees, to show the Pharisees and other believers his glory. As we deal with things in life, a shift of perspective is necessary because we claim to see. And if we claim to see like we are, we got to remember to draw near to Jesus. You know, we can confess our failures, but we got to follow him. The man at the pool. The man walked down to the pool after Jesus put some spit and some mud on his eye. And he went down to the pool as Jesus instructed him. And glory took place. He gained sight for the first time. The Pharisees, non-believing, had to even bring in his parents to identify him. It wasn't no DNA. It wasn't no 23andMe. It wasn't no ancestry. They brought him in to identify him. They're like, well, he looks like him, but how can this be? And it was able because... Jesus used the spiritual to take care of what was physical. And that's the thing. We have to focus on what is spiritual and take the tools of battle into the spiritual in order to make what needs to manifest in the spiritual to manifest. Now, we claim to see God, but if we believe, we will follow his instructions. You know, God's hand will be present and we'll know it's God's hand because, you know, God either causes things to happen or he allows things to happen. But even with that being said, if sin is not present, we can know it's the hand of God. You know, like I say this man did not ask for healing, but Jesus showed up and he showed his grace and his mercy. And with through grace and mercy, undeserved favor comes down. And not only is undeserved favor desired in that, I mean, presented in that situation, but undeserved grace and mercy is available for our situations, you know. And with that, if we follow God's instruction, if we draw near to him, if we confess our failures and follow him, and if we just keep following him, you know, our claim to see will come to be. Thank you for listening this morning or today, whenever you're listening. And be you, do you, stay you. Take care.